Welcome to the fifth Peridot podcast, Conversations with Leaders. I'm Emma Rafter and I'm delighted to introduce our special guest this episode, Adrian Sladden. This is the second in our special series of our podcast to coincide with Trustee Week and to talk all things governance. Adrian is the chair of the Jane Goodall Institute UK, which is a part of a huge global movement. And in the UK, their mission is to make a difference for all things living through conservation, research and education. So welcome, Adrian. Thank you very much. So I'm going to start off with a fairly big question. Can you tell us a little bit about why you became a trustee and then obviously chair of JGI UK? So the beginning for me was uh, education. I'd worked as a teacher for about 15 years uh, before joining an awarding body. And it just so happened that we worked with uh, Roots and Shoots, which is the education part of the Jane Goodall Institute. Um, And after a couple of years of working with the executive director, uh, she invited me to go and be a trustee. It was with some surprise that I attended my first trustees meeting to find that everyone was talking about chimpanzees, whereas I thought I'd come to talk about education. And it only later transpired that actually JGI is fundamentally a chimpanzee charity with an education wing attached to it. So it was quite an eye-opener from the very beginning. Wow. <laughs> um, but that didn't put you off? No, absolutely. <laughs> it was superbly interesting in, in both respects. And it was also a great occasion just to find new people who were experts in a field in which I wasn't. And um, how long ago did you come on board as a trustee? Uh, it's a frightening nine years, um, and some might say that's a very long time to be on a board, but yes, that long ago. Wow, and then you became chair, is it 18 months ago? Something like that, yes. It's an interesting journey as a trustee. Um, you sit there originally, probably being the least experienced person on the team, and finding that there are other people at the top of the table who've been there, done that, and, and rightly so. But it seems that after uh, yes, seven and a half years that I'd reached the top of the table, <laughs> and there were only two directions to go. So fundamentally, my uh, fellow trustees um, thought that I might be the man for the job, and uh, here I am today. <laughs> And as chair, do you feel like you've had to learn different skills being a chair from being just part of the trustee board? Is What have you had to learn? I think fundamentally the most obvious thing is just about organisation in, in terms of you are the one responsible for uh, bringing those trustees together, of setting the agenda and of making sure that you're kind of mediating through the different uh, conversations that happen and making sure that everything is um, a sign of good governance. And have you felt being a trustee in general has helped your leadership journey? Certainly. I suppose leadership doesn't always come naturally to people. And there are skills to be learned through that process and not just the organisational. But I think um, from a confidence point of view, communication, your ability to to interact with other people and fundamentally be part of and, and lead a team as well in the right direction, I hope. And you feel that's helped you as well in other areas of your work? Yeah, so um, I still mostly work in education uh, and mostly look to develop new products, new training uh, as part of my own international consultancy. So it's really quite helpful to have the Jane Goodall curriculum, global experience to to put alongside what I do and to try and mirror that effect in my day-to-day work. As, you know, the last 18 months you've, you've stepped up to be chair, is there anything that you found challenging or that you've had to work on? Uh, I think it's all challenging, certainly. When you look at charities, there are always things that we could do better, 
whether that be just part of the um, the overall mission or measuring what we do. Uh, and certainly with, with JGI, which is a fantastic global charity, there's always room for improvement. There are always things that we should do better. Uh, and again, just bringing a new board together, which we'll talk about in a moment, uh, gave us that opportunity to actually look at things, you know, a kind of root and branch way and decide, you know, can, can we do it fundamentally better? Talking about that, we'll move on to that now, actually, because obviously Peridove worked with JGI UK over the last year to recruit lots of different trustees. Uh, originally three we were going to recruit, uh, but I think you now have eight <laughs> and uh, <laughs> lots of different disciplines. So I guess my, my question is, how did you go about that? Yeah, so interesting. Uh, I've known Grant for quite a long time and approached him uh, originally for three trustees, as you rightly say. Um, and we wanted to do that professionally. We didn't just want to, uh, I know someone who has a friend who might give you five minutes uh, if you're lucky. We actually wanted people who came with a distinct skill set. And we said to Grant, you know, we need a new treasurer. We need somebody with good governance. We need somebody with marketing. And I remember at the time, I think we had nine candidates in one day who walked into the IOD and we went through them one by one. And they were superb, all of them. I think there was only one person who perhaps uh, didn't uh, match our, our criteria immediately. Um, but yeah, we ended up with um, eight new trustees, which I'm not <laughs> sure is a record for, for Perido or not. But uh, um, we really enjoyed the process. You know, high quality candidates, and they're all now sitting around our board table. So, you know, great result. And had you tried to recruit for trustees before? Yes. Um, and I say it's one of those interesting things where we had a lot of trustees come through the door. I think it's fair to say that people you know, sometimes come with the best of intentions and a shiny badge from JGI is quite a nice thing to talk about over dinner. But you really need people who do things or can open doors or make things happen. And for whatever reason, that just wasn't you know, sort of the, the outcome we were uh, achieving previously. So with so many trustees coming on board, what were the practical steps you took to induct them and make them feel supported and also get to know more about the charity? Particularly if you said before you, you joined thinking it was more about education and then it turned out there was a lot to do with chimpanzees. Yeah, I mean, the practical steps were, were fairly obvious in terms of exposure to uh, uh, the, the global material available for the Jane Goodall Institute. Uh, again, we had people who maybe got the, uh, the chimpanzees but not the education or vice versa. And quite often I describe it as being like the Holy Trinity, but just two parts. You can't quite explain the join, but it's there. Also, I think we had people who'd got previous trustee experience, uh, and we didn't have too many people saying, how does this thing work as a trustee, or, you know, I've never done this before. So I think that was a, a, a good sign that we didn't have people who were you know, a little bit lost in that new world of the boardroom. One of the other things was that JDI UK, although it's a huge global name, um, it's quite small charity in terms of income in the UK, just over a quarter of a million, I think, and a very small staff team. So does that mean that the trustees are sort of quite hands-on or how does that work? I think it depends which trustees you look at. Certainly from my point of view, we have three education trustees uh, and we're very much hands-on in terms of developing new products, um, looking at sustainability within the school's market. We have other people who are more around fundraising and again, not an easy place to be, um, but certainly that ability to identify where you can go for grants, to look at the practicalities of arming our team, our very small team, of, of how they can find that funding. Because it's always a challenge if you're a small charity. And again, we're quite good with legacies and uh, small donations and small contracts. But that sustainable model for a charity, I think, is really, really important. Uh, that you've got to have income you can actually bank on each year and not just you know hope the stars are aligned in the right way. 
um, so that it all works out. So that's a challenge for us. I guess so. Does that mean you have a staff team who are sort of responsible for lots of different things as well, including the education, fundraising, but people wearing lots of different hats? It's interesting, again, it goes back to my Holy Trinity remark. We have uh, somebody who looks after the JGI, the chimpanzee, the African end of things, as an administrator. And then we have two people whose job fundamentally is to look after the education products. So actually not that many hats, uh, but just within that kind of sphere, quite a lot of different uh, areas like marketing, of meeting you know, the VIPs of the environmental world. Um, so yeah, it's quite a, a complex uh, job, I guess. Yeah, very complex. <laughs> and what is it you enjoy about being a trustee? I think it's that challenge, because as we all know, you know, trustee positions are voluntary. We're there because we love what we do, and we're there because we think we can add value to an organisation. And I guess that probably goes back to why am I still sitting on the board after nine years, <laughs> because I think there's still a lot of value to be added at JGI and particularly with my education hat on I can see you know here we are in the middle of Greta Thunberg we're here you know in the middle of London with Extinction Rebellion probably just around the corner from us now young people are motivated you know if we can get the education model right now I think it's a great time for our Roots and Shoots education program and for JGI in general. Yeah, it's quite exciting. It's uh, just seeing what young people are doing these days and just feeling inspired and wanting to make change. And particularly because you're in quite a lot of schools um, across the UK as well. So you're, you, know, you have that opportunity to really push through and, and support those young people who are making those choices. Do you have any advice for people thinking about becoming a trustee? I think um, fundamentally identify a, an area in which you're interested. For me, it was education and actually in environmentalism but you know I think uh, that would be my first remark secondly you know think about how much time it's going to take uh, if you have a full-time job just need to ask yourself that question of whether you can commit to that half a day a fortnight or you know a day a month whatever that might be because if, if you can't don't do it and if you can you really should I think those were my rules of thumb. <laughs> and have you taken up any sort of extra training or recommend any training for people thinking about becoming a trustee? Is that, you know, what's your go-to? I think it's interesting because I sort of grew into it, which is probably not the best <laughs> answer at all. And I think if you can get some sort of training these days, particularly if you're a, you know, a, a young trustee, because I think that's a really important point as well, that diversity on the board and not just people of a certain generation <laughs> sitting around because they've been there and done that. Um, so yeah, go and get some advice, go and find out what it's about, especially your, your responsibilities, you know, legal, financial, you know, you've got to get your head around that and not just think it's a nice thing to do, but you've got responsibilities. I think coming back to that point, obviously, you know, you're financially and legally responsible. So there's something around the board also all understanding finance. And is that something that you feel within the board that you, you, you know, you all understand how to read a balance sheet and... <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's a, it's a really good point, isn't it? Uh, I think there are probably occasions where people think, well, the treasurer's got it all in hand. You know, I don't know what these numbers mean. But as long as that's a big kind of plus at the end of the day, then that's all that matters. So I think it's a real skill, actually. And I think people need to engage with the treasurer and not just, you know, think, oh, well, the treasurer's report comes somewhere in there. I just uh, not my scene. I just do the intellectuals or whatever else. No, everyone should have the complete skill set. Don't have, don't have to be a treasurer, but they should certainly know uh, how to read it yeah and how does the board work then with the staff team as well given that it's so small you know as a chair uh, how do you create that time to support um, the executive director 
So there's a good interface, I think, between each individual trustee. Um, and again, some of them have a much uh, closer working relationship. For example, our marketing uh, trustee, uh, he's able to advise on you know, websites, in particular on design concepts, uh, new technologies coming through. And so that's a conversation that he would have with our executive director, whereas there'll be other people, for example, uh, one of our trustees is a BBC presenter, um, does a lot of work with chimpanzees, and he's the one who interacts with, for example, our administrator for the African projects. So it's horses for courses. Mm-hmm. And again, it's important that we're all able to respond appropriately to a staff team. Um, we don't want people hanging on, you know, two weeks, three weeks for a, um, a really important question about can we do this or should we do that? So again, yeah, trustees have to be responsive. And I think, you know, my rule of thumb is, you know, 48 hours, you've got to have responded in some way to your team. Yeah, I mean, I think that's key, having those processes in place. Yeah. Um, so that they, they do feel supported. So what is your vision for the future of JGI UK? My vision for the future is to make it a sustainable charity. I think there's a lot of good work to be done in terms of the structure of the charity. I think like a lot of these um, organisations, original growth is organic. And organic is good for a while, but there comes a point where you have to draw a line in the sand and say, actually, let's have a look at this. Again, I come back to my root and branch terminology, but we need to kind of look at why are we doing this? Are we doing this the right way? You know, it's 2019. We've been around for quite a long time. Have we got the right people in place? Uh, we've got the right products, you know, and, you know, at the end of the day, for all charities, actually, finance is the bottom line. We either exist or die on that basis. And I want JGI UK to exist in a very strong position going forward. And I think, again, you know, as an environmental charity, surely the time is right for us to kind of look at expanding that offer. So rather than sort of sitting where we are and saying, that's quite comfortable, that's quite nice, it's about having that vision mm-hmm. one year, five year, ten year. Longer than I'll be in tenure, I hasten to add. <laughs> so it's a huge ambition for where you want to go. Absolutely, and we're, we're global. Again, you know, we've got some superb support. Without wishing to drop names, you know, Prince Harry popped in recently to Windsor Castle to see Jane. Kind of all right. And uh, Leo, as I call him, or Leonardo DiCaprio, big fan. Again, just waiting for that call to go to his luxury yacht to discuss the uh, UK board's needs um, and how we fulfil those. But uh, yeah, I mean, joking apart, it's, it's, it's a great charity. It's got a lot of good work to do, both in Africa uh, and around the world. Fantastic. Um, well, thank you very much uh, for taking the time out today. It's been really interesting talking to you, but also hearing about the vision that you've got for JDI UK and the brilliant new trustees that you have on board as well. So thank you. My pleasure. And to our listeners, you can download our other podcasts at peridopartners.co.uk forward slash leadership. And if you're interested in learning more about best practice and governance and listening to some of our other podcasts on governance, you can visit peridopartners.co.uk forward slash trustee week thank you very much adrian thank you